After a few weeks of not having recording this podcast, we're back. Um, we have we have Tal back because he was gone for a few uh, weeks. And I was gone to Roland's bullshit annoyed the crap out of me. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> and in today's uh, episode of the Motorsport Junkies, we have F1, the Monaco weekend. Tough Mercedes um, weekend, of course. Uh, the qualifying there, that crazy ending there. We had the uh, Indy 500 qualifying as well, very important for next week for oncoming Sunday. We got the NASCAR, the first race in uh, Circuit of the Americas. A WEC revealing the Glickenhaus Lamar hypercar, and we got Formula Two, the races in Monaco as well. Those were interesting as well, to say the least. What do you want to start on? I don't know, probably F1, which is the most, uh, how do I say this, important or the most uh, talked about. Yeah, good point. Uh, um, well, in F1, we had, uh, as we mentioned, the Mercedes Tough weekend and uh, amazing, quali- uh, amazing, yeah, it, it could be said amazing qualifying because Monaco qualifying is always something different, right? The Monaco qualifying is basically just a race in a nutshell. I mean, you're not wrong there, but uh, I think it has. A very yeah, it had a bit of an anticlimactic climactic ending to be honest, because you know the the crash for Charles Leclerc in uh, in the final few seconds of Q three, he was a ball and then he just uh, made a mistake in the swing push again, like we've seen so many other drivers do, and he just got um, victim of his own mistake pretty much. Yeah, exactly. He just you know. Uh, some people think he did it on purpose. Some people said he didn't do it on purpose. It really just, you know, it's it was, questionable. It was a shame for um, Carlos and both Max and Feltre as well, to be honest. Because um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Max was uh, improving his time. I don't know about Feltre and Carlos. I, I think Carlos was two tenths down in his first sector, and. Valtteri, I don't know, to be honest. I haven't seen too much of him in the qualifying. Pretty sure, right? Carlos had a mistake around his, like, first lap in Q3, and he would have improved, and he knows he would have improved, and that's why he was really mad. Yeah, this just shows that um, no matter what lap you're on, if it's either your final qualifying lap or maybe uh, a random qualifying lap that you just take out of precaution, you always should make a good one and not um, just... Hope the bank lap is good enough, because you know that's not um, that that would have maybe. Put oh, there hmm? That's not what you're there to do to depend on one banker lap. No, you're always going to update and do better and yeah, improve. Yeah, this is just uh, a good. Um, this is the proof that you need always to be um, to make as little mistake as you can in qualifying, especially as something as Monaco. It's a tough uh, circuit, uh, both physically and mentally. I mean, you you feel like you're nearly trapped into something, and you drive at, uh, what what is it, um, above 200 sometimes in Monaco, and the walls are like centimeters away from you, and you see it, and you have to watch that for a long time, pretty much. Yeah, exactly, especially around Monaco, where all the walls are... The walls are basically... The FIA is what I like to call them. They're just track limits. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you go off track, then it's Extremely walk. strict track limits, where yeah. you can't make a mistake, you can't do anything wrong, and you have to always be there. And that's why 
it's even on the grid because yeah. of its nature. Pretty much, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, we saw Charles Leclerc make a mistake. It was not the only one. He was, and we had um, Nicholas Latifi make a mistake. Mick Schumacher make two mistakes. Uh, did, did I miss any? I don't think I did. What F one? No, no. Uh, Mick Schumacher didn't make any mistakes in quality because he wasn't even in quality. No, I didn't. But like overall, the weekend. Yeah, he did make a mistake in F three. Yeah, and also in FP one or two. I have to do like, one of the Tuesday training uh, uh, practice sessions. We like where he lost the back end in Mirabeau, tapped the wall, and got a puncture and suspension damage, which ended uh, oh, yeah. that session early. Yeah, and then yeah, I think that was a P three. Pretty sure I'm not. If I think I'm right. No, because uh, FP3 was the one where he crashed uh, heavily, where he like damaged the whole. Oh yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. um, what was it? And then FP1, FP2, one of the two. I think it was FP1, was where he dented his suspension. Yeah, it was a super shady weekend for me. Yeah, when you talk about shady weekends, it was one for it was a bittersweet one for Ferrari. I mean, you had a dri- you had your home driver on pole position. Like it was Charles Leclerc home weekend, but the Monaco curse strikes again pretty much for Leclerc. Like, yeah, exactly. He just doesn't like to finish his own race. I mean, it's unlucky. Yeah, but the pain is has been. He has never finished a race in Monaco in the Formula class, a Formula Two or yeah, Formula Two or GP He has never finished a race in Monaco. No, period. in 2017 he hasn't finished in his GP Two or Formula Two. I think it was GP Two. Seventeen. It was it was GP Two. Yeah. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Uh, twenty. There was no race. Yeah. 2021. At this point, the next race is just going to be disqualified for race. <laughs> Don't jinx he, it already. He's had DNFs, DNSs, probably a disqualification. Next uh, thing DNQ you know, did yeah, not qualify. Did not qualify. At this point, you're just not gonna. At this point, we're just jinxing it. But well, we're not jinxing it. We're saying the truth. I'm looking at it. Um, some people say it was Ferrari's mistake for not repairing the car properly. But the way I look at it. Leclerc was the one responsible for the damage in the first place. Exactly. It like, was Leclerc's fault for even causing the crash. Yeah. Uh, if I, you wanted to keep Paul that bad, right? Instead of trying to push another lap, just, you know, pin it in the last corner. Yeah, just don't, just don't pin it at all. But that's the the most straightforward thing to do. But what you I know, see... Who, care, who cares that a front wing costs as much as a Porsche? Pin it. For the pole position, boys. For the pole position. <laughs> I mean... Look, the thing is, I had a discussion with uh, a friend of mine who said, like, if it's that easy to qualify in Monaco, then why don't you do it? But the problem was, that wasn't my whole point. My point was that the Clash should be held responsible for causing the damage because the reason he didn't, he failed to start was because his left drive shaft was damaged because of the crash. You see? Yeah. And personally, I think, okay, Ferrari should have done a better job at maybe investigating the damage. But I don't think Leclerc should have crashed at all. Even if it's Monaco, you don't crash in the qualifying. Yeah, exactly. You're pushing hard, but at the same time, you have to uh, keep it, like, keep up, like, staying out of the wall and staying on the pace. I mean,. It's, it's it's sour for Leclerc, but mistakes happen. 
as long as he learns from them, and I, I'm quite sure he will, like, he learn from these mistakes. Everyone does, I hope. Um, I think he's mature enough to realize that he shouldn't have uh, perhaps binned it that way. Okay, binned it is maybe a bit of a harsh one, but, like, not make the mistake. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, he just binned it. He made the mistake, and it went into Sucks to suck. Yeah, and the, but then the more experience, I was like... I'm not, uh, you're the Lewis uh, fan here, but I'm going to say, yeah, Lewis would have, wouldn't have made a mistake. Yeah, he, he, like, being quite honest, he would never have made a mistake. Maybe in his first years. Because but... he's more experienced. Yeah, exactly. In his current form, I don't think he would have made a mistake. If he knew he was, he, um, was comfortable with sport, he wouldn't have either gone out or wouldn't make a lap at all. Like, when he was in P7... In qualifying, it was a final, a final few seconds of the session, yeah. And he he was lining up for another lap, but instead he pulled inwards to like uh, save damage from the car because he knew he might have not improved, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I think it been much better. What it's easy to say from uh, a viewer point of view, but I think if Leclerc knew he messed up in either sector one or two, he should have just backed out completely. Exactly, he, he didn't back out at all. No. Uh, if you check him on board, I'm pretty sure there was like uh, he was down or up on his first lap, but whichever way you want to see, but he was up on the time. Like he was not he was, improving, you mean that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was just not improving. Yeah, that's just um, it's a shame, but mm, I don't think it's uh, yeah, okay, it's, it's a shame to not start, but it was partially self inflicted. Unlike, for example, Valtteri Bottas, let's talk about that. Like, the one Mercedes weekend in general. Oh, Mercedes weekend was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Disappointing <laughs> Yeah, you as a Mercedes fan, a partially Mercedes fan, must have felt some uh, pain there. Big pain. Just watching the tires not want to go off is just like. Pain. Uh, like, okay, so starting off with practice. I blame Pirelli. It's their fault. Pirelli sucks. Yeah, my Pirelli makes uh, the wheel nuts, of course, now. But um, if we look at the whole uh, practice and all that, Mercedes seemed to have a bit of the upper hand on Red Bull. At least that's how I saw it. I think Mercedes yeah. was a bit faster in the uh, Thursday practice. Uh, they were in the beginning, but I think they just didn't find the pace that everyone else did. They had peaked in the beginning. I think, yeah, everyone was shocked about Ferrari, of course, but I think Mercedes was overlooked in the practice because I found it interesting how they lost so many pace, so much pace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, then the qualifying, Valtteri, a need P3, which eventually became a P2. Uh, well, you know, it, it's a shame for Valtteri to, like for Lewis, actually, to finish that low, uh, qualify that low yeah. in Monaco. Well, yeah, like, exactly. The session, the he, the most important qualifying session of the whole season, perhaps. And you yeah, just... exactly. And he's won the race multiple times, but actually, something here. What I'm seeing is right. Remember the years with Nico and uh, Hamilton. Of course, do. No. When Nico won the race, Hamilton won the title. When uh, Hamilton won the race was, 2016, yeah. Nico won the title. Yeah, I see what you mean. Wait, didn't didn't Nico win win in 2014? I can't even remember. Uh, right. Let me check for you. Yeah. In the meantime, we talk about. I, I just 
I'm just going to discuss something quickly here. Um, about a new qualifying rule. It is uh, something... In it, okay, so pretty much. After Leclerc's crash, Michael Masi... Nico did win. I'm yeah, pretty Michael sure. Uh, but after qualifying, Michael Masi, one of the FIA's uh, highest stewards, I could say, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what has been... Invest, uh, has been looking at a new qualifying rule. Not necessarily our format, but a new rule where if you it's cause a, a red rule flag... For it's a new rule for F1, yeah. but not a new rule for IndyCar. Yeah. No, but for, F1, for the F1 qualifying, they want to maybe include the rule where if you cause a red flag as a driver by a crash or something, then you're, uh, then you're automatically... Uh, lost your lap time. I think that's the way they wanted to uh, implement it. Yeah, exactly. It makes a lot of sense to me, quite honestly. But uh, like I've said, it. I feel like it's it. They delete your best time and they go back to your like your lap before it. Like let's say you set two laps in Q three, mm-hmm. they take your second best time. If you didn't, they take your Q two time. Yeah. But if that's faster than your best, you know, Q three time, they go back to Q one. And if they're both faster, no lap at all. I think it's a harsh one, but I think it's a good one. Like, it's, okay, it's there, the only fair one. There is no, of course, there's no intent. There was no intent for Leclerc to uh, cause a red flag, first of all. But I think it's just it makes a bit more strict rules to F1, which I think is honestly a good rule. Yeah, make sure nobody cheats. Yeah, I mean, of course. It's um if you got if you got so much damage that you caused a red flag qualifying, you obviously caught you did something horribly wrong with the car, probably. Like you probably messed up big time, but if it's repairable, then I think it's like if it's only your front wing and you're just completely stuck and they need to remove it, then yeah, I think you know it's uh it's a good rule that your laptop gets deleted for that matter. Or I think it should be where they give another three minutes where everyone could set another lap, or whoever was on a lap could set another lap. Yeah, I think, but then, uh, looking back at it, okay, you say uh, everyone who was on a lap can set another lap, but the problem is that maybe teams uh, will try and smuggle themselves out, if you know what I mean. Like, they'll try to uh, get themselves secretly out of the pit box, drive out, and uh, participate in the last three minutes, and that gives them three minutes extra time. So I think no, no, but the thing is, right, it would be one car on track at a time with an FIA official standing at the exit of the pit lane. So it would be like they can't, they physically just can't yeah. escape their way through. Yeah, yeah, you'd have, uh, you need to be very strict for that as the FIA. Yeah, and uh, I think like the way it should work is whoever was like in the lead, like, you know how there's a like, okay, let's say there are three people on fast lap. Yeah. Science is the, in sector three. Max is in sector two. Lewis is in sector one. You mean the gentleman agreement? Yeah. No, no, right? You just imagine that, right? Yeah. So, so science would start his lap first, right? Yeah. Science would go out first. Then Max, then Lewis. In order of where they were on track. And that's how they get to set their laps. I think uh, you nearly make it at that point a one-shot quality, which... In my opinion, it's not yeah. a bad idea, but the only downside is uh, whether it can play a role. Okay, it's a really uh, far one, like, 
it's really unlikely. But imagine, like, there are big clouds above, and Carlos sets his first lap just before the rain, then Max does, but gets uh, rain in maybe his last sector. It's really unlikely that it's going to affect him, but then Lewis has to come as well, and he gets even more rain, and that slows him down, and that would give Sainz and Verstappen a bit of an unfair advantage, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the problem if you try to do one car at a track. Right, but uh, like you said, a gentleman's agreement where everybody, like, as soon as science finishes his first sector, that like the first sector on his outlap, then Hamilton goes, then uh, sorry, Max goes, and as soon as Max completes his first sector, then Lewis goes, and I think that would work out for them. Uh yeah, I think it could work, but it's. I think we'd be better off personally with the red flag rule where you just the time gets late. It takes less time and it um it seems a bit more fair if there's weather in play. Yeah, exactly. If weather's in play, the red flag rule's the best, but you know, also people let's say someone was on a lap and they their first time got deleted, then they'll just start tenth or ninth. Yeah. If they could be first. So that's why I don't think you would probably be the best yeah. idea. Uh, then on to the race. Uh, well, Leclerc couldn't do anything. Verstappen lined up on the virtual pole position, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it was the same pole position just on the outside line. Yeah. Well, was and he did well to cover off the inside line as well. Yeah, I was start. for a second. I was, uh, personally, as a bit of a Max fan. I was kind of... Um, well, you're Dutch, of course you're Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of scared for a moment. It was maybe, you know, hook into Bottas's left front and damage to a wing and just destroy the race before even the first corner. That's what I, because he had a bad start. Or bad start is a big word, but he had a pretty okay start. rough start. I think it's the best. Rough start, yeah. It's uh, a bit more wheel spin. Bottas came off way better. But uh, Bottas yielded because Max covered him off pretty aggressively. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, just that's how the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. In the end, Bottas, you know, would have ruined Max's race and then his race would have died anyways. I think, yeah, but that's uh, if it would, you know, like those are like ifs. Like, Unless uh, Max removed his front right with contact, then, you know, it would have been easy. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really it's a butterfly effect uh, somewhat. Uh, it's got a butterfly effect, I think. Where you like if some if this happens, then it could have you know made a difference later on, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, Bottas would have maybe stopped in a different way. Um, you know, Max perhaps could finish. A Ferrari leading, st- still leading. Uh, Norris P two, you know, all those things. But, you know. Then the TV, and then we go on to uh, quickly on TV coverage. Because, uh, you just got Lance Stroll. We got Stroll there completely. Uh, what I, the actually, I actually, I was actually laughing, right? I, I was just pissed at the point. Yeah, I was pissed at that point, but now I realize that was actually kind of a blessing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like all the memes and stuff, I find them quite funny. Yeah, but the I first mean... memes were funny in a while. It was an unintentional um, thing from the TV directors, I think, because I'm quite sure there's like a small delay from when you actually press the button and then when it switched over, like, you know? 
Now, they probably thought, oh, if uh, Sebastian is spinning, oh, we can switch over to Lancel, making a small mistake. But then, you know, Gasly and Seb, my two other favorite drivers, went wheel to wheel into Mirabeau. I was like, did they come together or what? A small mistake that was already shown before that as well, which was kind of what really set me off. Yeah. Then the TV, but then um, they showed a lot of pit stops this weekend. Which I understand, because pit stops are one of the most important things in Monaco to get them right. Yeah, Unlike yes. Bottas' pit Quality stop. Quality and pit stop. Oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. I will shove this electric tape in your mouth so you can shut up and never speak again. I think, yeah, but if we don't speak about it, then we're, we're yeah. like a podcast that only covers up the things. Bias. Bias. Now we get Extreme bias. Extreme bias. <laughs> Extreme bias, like your mom. <laughs> yeah, but okay. The Hamilton first of Hamilton's pissed up undercuts. I don't think it ever worked in Monaco. Then Bottas. Yeah. The records uh, legends say the wheel still has not been removed. I think it has been removed by this point. I hope at this point it's Thursday. The race happened um, uh, Sunday. Sunday. It's like for three PM or something. I hope they removed it because they are on about it. They are about to go for a record for the longest pit stop ever. I actually just want them to keep it on there for like a year long pit stop. Yeah, like uh, you know how drivers keep this chassis, keep the wheel on as well. Yeah, what if what if they had to like fully transport the car like with the wheel on it? I think where they remove the suspension, but like you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I think they removed the suspension, like at least the parts. Yeah, they definitely removed the suspension, but they kept the wheel on the part which holds suspension and stuff, like on the holds the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was the Mercedes disaster. It moved uh, Sebastian. Wait, what? Yeah, it moved Sebastian up. I'm quite sure. To from P six to P five. You know, always nice to see a seven P five. And yeah. then uh, it moved Lance up from P9 to P8, I, I say. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, it moved Lance up as well. Yeah, okay. So it, it was a double Aston Martin points. First points of the season after a really disappointing start for Aston Martin. They hoped to be to be able to fight Ferrari and McLaren. And instead they fight Alpine, sometimes even Alfa Romeo. You know, Alfa Tauri as well. It's been uh, a disappointing for an Aston Martin fan because both because you know uh, for Seb we hoped he could have finally get it get a refreshing start and get back to his old form. And I must say his tire management was very impressive, just like Perez. But um, yeah, the, the rest of the season has been disappointing for the Aston Martins. Yeah, uh, it's finally a good race for them after. Five or six rounds, I believe. Well, but yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, and then, but... I don't think there's... The Aston Martin start hasn't been as disappointing as Ricciardo, personally, I don't... I think. Because uh, once again, Ricciardo was miles behind his teammate to the point where he even got lapped. That must uh, just... that That's just painful. Like... Yeah. Your teammates, same car, pretty much. Uh, younger. You know... Uh, I'm not going to take away the fact that Lando did a very good job. But for Ricciardo, it was just a disaster yeah, in this new car. Just, you just can't drive that car and you can't figure out how to drive that car. It's, 
I think. Okay, I'm gonna be maybe a bit of. Uh, I might throw in an, an, an unpopular opinion here, but I think Ricciardo passes Prime. To be honest, uh, it's yeah, he he's very young still, but I think in Red Bull he was a beast. In Renault at first he struggled a lot, but he but I don't think he ever got his old form back. To be honest. Yeah, he was strong in Red Bull. And it yeah, be it was, he was never very left. strong, but then we never saw him come back. Um, I think, did he beat Hulkenberg in the Renault? I'm not sure there. He did, he did. Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, and then... Uh, and the they, might just not suit him. Different engine, different chassis, different everything. Yeah, They're like the direct opposite. Uh, he beat uh, Ocon in the Renault, but Ocon was pretty much, uh, I'm not saying a rookie, he was completely new to the team and all that stuff, so, you know, I gave him that, uh, yeah. that Ocon just, you know. And then, yeah, now it's just disappointing. I didn't, when is the last time Ricciardo got beaten? That was in Red Bull 2018, but that was pure down to luck. Yeah, it really was, because they were extremely close throughout the year as well, so like, yeah. you know. Uh, but just Ricciardo had terrible luck in Red Bull, and then now he has terrible luck in the car. Not even luck; it just he's, he can't find his form back. Sadly. Yeah, but like it, at least it's not as bad as Bottas' luck ever been. Like even in the Williams, he was up like he was about to score a, a podium in Russia, and then Kimi Raikkonen said, "Yeah, nah, I don't <laughs> like the way your car is turning today." Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Kimi just decided to like. You know what? I think my left front would look nice on your right rear. Boink. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not that bad. Let's move to uh, F2 for a moment. Because uh, they had raced in Monaco. The first yeah. one was... Uh, the first I, don't, race... I don't think anyone actually enjoyed their weekend in F2. Nobody had a smooth weekend. No, definitely not. But um, Someone I won think... a race... Uh, was it Liam Lawson who won a race and got disqualified and then yeah, uh, then got the podium then DNF turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then we had uh, Mark Armstrong, uh, good first race, puts it on pole position. Yeah, it was uh, first race was good. Sends it into Larasca in the last uh, corner of that race, last lap overtake, amazing. Goes uh, sets the pole position for um, race two. And then the engine just says, no, we're not going to work today. It's too early. Yeah, no, nah, I don't want to be an engine. I don't <laughs> want to be an engine no more. I, I want to be a bird. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of... I want to smoke. <laughs> I want lung cancer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I kind of feel bad for the Marks Armstrong fans. We, uh, let's have a minute silence for them. Nah. <laughs> oh, you know. I, just... I don't have the time for a minute of silence just for those people. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, but then also Christian Lunga. Where was Christian Lunga the whole weekend? Well, I forgot he existed. <laughs> I still knew he existed, but that's for different reasons, which we'll talk about later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, well, then I you think s- I know. Yeah, yeah, you probably know. You may, might have heard it, but we'll talk about it later. Then we have the, uh, Dan Tictum. Wins first race by luck, I'm going to say. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of a... I kind of like Dan Tictum, I'm not going to lie. Dan no. <laughs> oh, that stays in the podcast forever. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, even as a Dan Tickton fan, it hurts to see him win like that. Like, I'm happy for him, but I'm also sad to see, for, uh, to see him win like that. Like, no one wants to win like that. I'm quite sure you don't want to win. Yeah, 
the way. Exactly. Like you as a go god, I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever felt that? Uh, felt the moment where you like came second, then someone ahead of you disqualified and you won the race. Uh, well, I almost happened. Uh, I came second in a race, and I I had this one chance to like I thought I came third, and then it turns out the guy in first had a penalty. Yeah. Second had a penalty and he went back, but I had a chance to make a move on the guy who eventually got P1, but then I just chickened out because I thought I was going to get a penalty for like pushing him. Yeah. And in the end, it was like he was so close to getting a penalty and he caused an incident and it, he only got a warning for it. I was like, hmm. Yeah, that hmm. must kind of be anticlimactic for you as a, as a racing driver. Exactly. It's just a big pain. Big yeah. pain. Uh, then we move uh, over to IndyCar. A big race coming mm-hmm. up for IndyCar. Uh, personally, my fa- my favorite of the year, Indy 500. Legendary race. Race uh, into, like, overall, or just favorite IndyCar race? No, overall, like, over the whole year, to be honest. Like, uh, it's equal with Le Mans, and, um, uh, yeah, it's actually equal with Le Mans, not, not a race. Like, don't get me wrong. Do, I like... you, rate the data, do you rate the data on the 24th? I think the Daytona, uh, 24 hours of Daytona was amazing, but it definitely was not amazing for my sleeping schedule. No races. No American races. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, I think IndyCar is definitely one of my favorites for the whole year, next to Le Mans. Like, don't get me wrong, I like F1 as a sport, but the, uh, the big race before F1 is definitely is considered Monaco. And Mo- I, personally, I'm not a fan Monaco. of Monaco. Yeah. Monaco's that, Monaco's that, but I like it. It's it's good for the for the pictures. Yeah, it, it actually is. Yeah, but uh, in the five hundred, the qualifying was extremely close. GG to Scott Dixon there to push out that close uh, to it's... get the head of uh, mm-hmm. to get ahead of Colton Herta, which like zero point zero zero three miles ahead or something average. Like that, that takes skill. Yeah, and that's her. Uh, that's his fourth pole. Yeah, I mean, and he has one win in Indy. Yeah, two thousand eight, then two thousand fifteen. I don't know what happened there. I haven't watched it. Then two thousand seventeen, massive shunt. Uh, he hit Helio Castroneves, I think it was. Well, like Helio Castroneves went into the wall there, uh, slid back onto the track, and um, Scott Dixon just became a bird for a moment. Like, e- yeah, he literally went flying there. But someone stepped out completely uh, safe. Yeah, was, in yeah. the cars, health, not health, In the uh, cars, in the planes. Uh, what is it? What is it? Let, let me use brain cells. In the cars, safe. Yes, yeah. not health. Then we had, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Uh, we, we, but then uh, alongside him, we have two rookies. Well, not rookies, younglings, I should say. Colton Hurta and Brinus Vigue. Anyone or someone next. For, for a moment, I thought uh, VK had it had the pole, and I was fucking happy because as a Dutchman, of course, as you said, I am somewhat biased to, towards uh, Renus VK. Not gonna lie, but honestly, that was interesting qualifying for uh, for the whole session. Then um, Colton Hurt that jumped him, and it was very close there as well. Like it wasn't, yeah. It was. yeah. Actually, the last time Scott Dixon won the Indy 500 was 13 years ago. Yeah, that's 2008. I mean, Indy 500 win is Indy 500 win, let's face it. Yeah. 
But and it's impressive that he, he's gotten pulled in so many different cars, like the 2008 cars, then the 2015 cars, yep. and the 2017 cars. You can see they're all different. Like the the 2008 car was really like uh, kind of sketch, you know. It it, felt, it looks kind of sketchy. Like the rear wings a bit bigger. The front wings are almost just flat, you know. Yeah, and then yeah. you go to the, the two, uh, then you go to the 2015 cars. Same thing with the rear wing, a bit more complex on the floor. Uh, the rear wings actually lower. The front wings the same, and then the floor is just you know normal. And then you go into the 2017 era. The wing has uh, like a different shaping. The front wings the same still, and the floor is changed up a bit. And then now with all the changes as well, uh, having the you know the halo aero screen mix. Yeah, I know. Have you ever driven the? You, I assume you have driven the IR eight, IR eighteen. I think it is in um, yeah. iRacing. I have. It feels so different compared to the Dallara DW twelve. That's like the stock, yeah. the standard IndyCar. I think it's. If we're going Chevrolet off. Thing. Yeah, if yeah. we're going off, literally just video games, right? Where you shouldn't feel that much of a difference, right? Yeah. You do feel the difference. So imagine. The difference between all those eras of yeah. uh, you know Indy car and how he's gotten pulled in almost you know in almost all the eras he's been in. How long has he been in Indy car now? A long time. Long time. Okay, it's a great measurement. Because that's years. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what you said, it's a it's a big difference because 2017 the cars were more aerodynamic. Uh, that's when Fernando Alonso did pretty well in Indy 500. But then 20... I don't know when they moved to the current regulations, but right now they have ground effect, way less aerodynamics. Now someone as Fernando Alonso, big driver, has is in contention for triple crown, technically. And... Well, Dixon has been in IndyCar since 2003. Oh, God. That's, that's before both of our were born. Let's, let's keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah. But uh, back to where I was. Uh, someone, someone as big as Fernando Alonso... Struggles in the current cast, and then you know Scott Dixon does it, and that in four completely different cars, technically. Yeah, that's amazing. Exactly. He's an impressive driver, but he's been in the yeah. sport for so long. I can't even. Yeah, and it's he's like the Kimi Raikkonen of it. All no, but I think the true Kimi Raikkonen will be Tony Kanaan or something. Yeah, probably. And then. Oh, yeah, I see. I think I see um, Scott Dixon more as a Lewis Hamilton or as a, a Michael Schumacher, even. Of the Yo, do, do, do you do you want to hear a fact? Go for it. All right. So in every Carlos Sainz podium, mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton has finished seventh. Every podium Carlos Sainz has had. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton finished seventh. That's the most random moment for this fact because we're in a completely different spot, but we move. Shut up, kid. <laughs> I'm all <old>, man. you. <laughs> ha, okay. I'll fucking buck tape your ass. <laughs> but getting back to um, Indy, you know, it's nice yeah, to line up a pole position. Side, what if you double types? What if you double side taped your asshole? Uh, Would it like just be stuck forever? I hope not. And I don't think it's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Get, uh, we're going back to... We're, we're drifting off. We're going back to IndyCom. Um, what do you say? Yeah. Uh, we were uh, at IndyCar, you know, pole position, nice, an, an extra 100 grand you get there, 
but it's not everything in indie. Let's let's face it. Uh, you you can always do hundred grand. Yeah, you get hundred grand for the pole position in indie car. For pole position, yo, bottom car hundred grand, yo. Let's get to indie. The, the team are just you. I think you. Yo, I, I'm quite sure. For, I think if you if you're the the fastest rookie, you get uh, ten grand as well. You do get ten grand. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to was it Pietro Fittipaldi? Or Enzo, I'm not sure. Uh, Pietro, Pietro. Pietro. Congrats to him. Applause. And then we go to, uh, but you know, Paul, not everything. It's a, it's a nice extra cash, but you can always do a Mario and Dreddy and just lose it completely. Here comes the money. Money, money. Then let's go to NASCAR, or should we say slide cars? Because first stage amazing on Kota, second stage rain came down, third stage. Suspended. That's NASCAR. Death. Yeah, that, that was literally the, the NASCAR race in a nutshell, pretty much. In a nutshell. Yeah. Yup. Yup. First race, uh, for, like, you've you seen the track limits. Like, in the, like, the past few podcasts, we've been talking about Avon track limits. NASCAR just doesn't give a shit about track limits. What is track limits? <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't, like, no, no, how, how are you supposed to, no, I don't think NASCAR realizes that they, they can corner cut. They're just in ovals half the time. So it's yeah. like, what are you going to cut? What are you going to corner cut? The banking is faster. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they don't focus on that. Yeah, but they can, see the, they can see the track extension before turn 16, I think it was. Like, you know, for the long right hander. Yeah. Like they went nearly into the gravel. I was like, I think NASCAR was like, you know, if you go into, if it's tarmac, you can drive on it. And if it's gravel, it's your own problem. I think that's the way they thought. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure if I'm in NASCAR, right? I remember one of the tracks, like, there's the, there's less infield, right? Yeah. So you can, like, then there's the white line for the banking. You can massively corner cut right before the line. Like, almost to the wall on the left side where the pit lane is. You nice. just almost corner cut that whole thing. I don't think that seems like a fast way around uh, the track, but you know, if it works, it works. No, no, like if it's down to the line, mm-hmm. that's the fastest way. Yeah, okay. Uh, but well, rain and uh, rain and NASCAR don't go well. Uh, Kyle Larson, fourth time this season that he got screwed over there. It, that must be Ooh. an absolute pain. Well, they even on do they even have rain tires? Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Imagine. Yo, and that and that race was with rain tires, ain't it? Right? Yeah, I think it was. I, I hope imagine, it was. imagine if it was with slicks. Yeah, no, that yeah, would, no, that would be cra- yeah. wreckfest. Yo, wreckfest in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, that, but then, yeah, we had uh, we already had a wreckfest. You know, uh, Ryan Blaney got involved in an accident. Cole Custer and Martin Truex Jr. Massive shunt. Car went to fire. I wouldn't. I was nearly about to. I was about to call the emergency service for the firemen. Yeah, you're about to call them. Tell them go to Circuit of the Americas. <laughs> There's a fire and uh, on the back straight. Please yeah. put it out. Just make sure you know. I don't want my man to die. <laughs> my man called Custer is in a fiery car accident. Yeah, just check up on my boy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, also right now, I'm glad he's okay. It was a scary incident. But, when I when I saw the onboard, I was like, Jesus Christ! And then imagine that in the um, in the car itself, like both for Truex. Yeah, and yeah. you're saying you saw the onboard. What onboard? You couldn't see a thing. Good point. You couldn't see anything. But you know, uh, I was for a moment. I was like, 
Well, I hope he's okay there. Because, uh, like, then he, coll he collided with the second barrier. I don't think that's gonna feel nice. But, you know, eventually they, uh, they both got out without injuries. Yeah. And then, well... The, the race got suspended. Uh, Kyle Lawson missed out on a race win again. Chase Elliott took his first win of the season. So, you know... Right, but who's that NASCAR driver that went to jail for assaulting a pregnant woman? That was, um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good one actually. That's a good one. That was Chase Elliott, his spotter, I believe. Um, you know, his spotter went to jail, or was it his spotter was dropped for defending a driver? I'm not sure, but I believe it was his spotter. Yo, what a weird guy. Yeah. Uh, what would a pregnant woman have to do to you to even hit her? What did the woman do to you in general to even decide to assault her? I don't hit women, person. Don't hit anyone. How about that? I hit my brother all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> child abuse! Child abuse! <laughs> child abuse! <laughs> I mean, if it's in self-defense, then it's okay. But don't hit someone without any... I make sure... Uh, he hits me first, then I beat the bear shit out of him. Please, I'm joking. Future wife, I don't beat that kids. I've verbally just abused my brother, that's different. Nah, no, that's a joke. Don't cancel me. I don't think your brother verbally abuse you. Both sides. <laughs> okay, then we have... Um... I tried the mother of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but we're making it funny. Like, if you guys don't enjoy the podcast, realistically, you're depressed, bro. Like, come... You can talk to me, hit me up at, at Talal underscore Nugali dot 209. You know, DM me if you like. It's, it's, a, it's in the description. It's in the description. So, so a book is the description. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then we'll, then we'll quickly move on to uh, WEC. Click and house. View score. It World took some time. It has been hyped uh, for some time. And you hope we get some onboard uh, footage or like some sounds, but oh, no. The most ugly, ugly car I've ever seen in my life. Just, yeah, it's, it's on the inside. But, but you hope to see some race footage, but no. We have to disappoint you. Person. We're like, nope, we're not gonna race it. Uh, what, what if it's just electric? Hmm? What if it's just electric? No, I don't know. Be disappointed? Weird, weird, weird guy. <laughs> weird guy. I have a question though, right? Why don't they do the race in France right after Monaco? Paris-Gars? Yeah. Logistically, that's the best option because I could, no, you could physically walk to France from Monaco. We leave that question to the FIA or the FOM. FIA, you stupid, stupid. Yeah, good question to be honest. I'm not sure. Um,. Yeah, I think. Yes. Wasn't it a tradition that that Canada is not is supposed to be after Monaco after? Is it something like that? Yeah, because, well, like, you know, uh, Canada. Couldn't... No, but like if you look at the past two year calendars, like the past two original calendars without Corona, then uh, actually, Canada would have come after Monaco in both cases. Yeah, actually, actually, right, right. Um, what do you call it? Actually, you know, uh, with Corona and everything that's going on with F1, right? Mm -hmm. uh, actually, the race in Bahrain, if they did it any later, it would have been cancelled. Like, right now, um, talking to some of the drivers over there, 
they closed the tri- they had like 3000 cases when they opened the border to Saudi and uh what do you call it they closed their go kart track i'm pretty sure they closed the race track as well everything's just going shut down ah uh, size Yep. Uh, but well, I think COVID has been a weird, has been a weird effect to F1, uh, but that's kind of logic wise. But not only economic wise, but also on the gossip side, because uh, this is F2, but it's still related to Formula, in my opinion. Uh, Twitter. The main reason we don't use Twitter as news sources. You know what I'm talking about, though. Oh god, that that one stupid puta of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. We had uh, there are two gossips going around uh, around Mark Armstrong and Christian Lungard. It's uh, apparently Marcus Armstrong is a racist. Yep, and apparently Christian Lungard likes to fuck his cat. And I wish it was a he joke. Bestiality. I wish it was a joke, but it's not. No, in all seriousness, um, Christian Lungard has been accused of uh, doing sexual activities with his cat, like... Uh... He likes the pussy from the pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the best caption ever. Uh, well, yeah. Marcus Armstrong likes pussy from pussy. No, not Mark Armstrong. Oh, no, I mean... <clears throat> oh. What? Lungard, Lungard, Lungard. Yeah, but, Lungard. I mean, realistically, why would that be true? Let's face it. Like, from a serious point of view. There's no reason to believe it. Like, just because one girl named Emily and her name was Emily, not gonna. Her name was Emily. Yeah. Yo. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not putting a stereotype on Emily right now. But it's kind of ironic how Emilys are often uh, being described as the crazy ones, and this time a girl named Emily accuses. No. (laughs) No, but uh, um, in this case, an Emily. Uh, accuses Marcus Armstrong for being a racist. Hmm. Yeah, apparently Marcus Armstrong's a racist, and who the who? And then uh, Lungard uh, likes cat. I mean, we know likes we, his cat, we, so... we know we know he's a cat person, but not in that way. Yo, exactly. Like, um, oh. I I don't see any reason to even believe any of the thing. like the the what do you call it the evidence between two brackets the evidence of that girl who accused Marcus Armstrong from being racist is that uh, his private snap was the n-word with instead of two g's two q's you understand what I mean though? yeah yeah Yeah, and then with two q's instead of uh, instead of a g but and then what she said was oh he probably changed afterwards like no you must be absolutely a blind fuck to even try and Change your snap name. Like, if you use snap on a daily, you know it's not possible to change your snap name. Yeah. Like, that's why all those uh, 21-year-olds have now a cringy snap name, because they can't change it. Yeah, exactly. Because back when snap was, like, half decent, yeah, it was, you know... It was different. But, like, if you're, if you're a bit... Uh, if you have a bit, somewhat of a common sense, you know that you can't change your snap name. And... Yeah. About the Christian Lunga thing, I I don't believe anything before, you know, there internally comes out with something himself that they actually did it. Well, uh, well, if there's no proof, it's literally not coming out at all. So. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even want to see the proof, so, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, if both. he admits he did something, then... That would be a big move from him, because, yeah. like, he could not say anything and everyone would believe him. 
So if he does say something, he's really like realistically he's apologetic for it. Yeah, but you know, uh, F one or like Twitter is the reason we stay. Uh, we like this. Twitter is the reason I have cancer. I don't actually have cancer. So you you never know. Like technically, yeah, but that this is something else. Uh, but you know, the reason we don't use Twitter is these kind of gossips, like what? Stupid lie gossip. I mean, well, yeah, but Twitter is also full of bullshit. Occasionally, uh, like it's either um, people simping over drivers. I'm not putting any. I'm not naming any genders, but it's uh, a lot of um, simping comes yeah. from Twitter. Let's face it. Yeah. And then, or it's either ha- so it's either hate towards other drivers who have done something against your favorite driver. <clears throat> I'm silent passion though. If you uh, like a year ago, I can remember when he took out Lando Norris in yeah. Indy 500. Yeah, well, okay. Pajano was like, well, like, I'm not the best. I mean, okay, it's it's a it's a dick move, but move on. It's a, yeah, it, yeah. We, uh, you know, and then when was the oh yeah, the Lance Stroll abuse on Twitter happens a lot as well. Lance Stroll, my poor boy. Mm-hmm. He's everything but poor. Let's face it. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well. And then, what else? There's way more drama. Like, there's so much gossiping and bullshitting around there. Like, I prefer to not use Twitter. So, if you all ever wanna tell us something, then please don't do that via Twitter. Just fucking. Yeah. No? Exactly. And, yeah. I don't think there's uh, much more to, um, to. What do you call it? To discuss, other, other than the cooldown lab. So, we move on to that quickly. And in this week's cool now, cool down, yeah, we had. As Robert says, stop to discuss with your friends. But if you reach this far, you literally have no friends. But we're your friends now. <laughs> Don't be rude, though. They, they they support us some way in listening. Boost our ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I wouldn't even listen to our own podcast. I'm not even like, yeah, because yeah. That's because I hate my own voice. Yeah, it's because of you. Thank you. It's because you exist. It's because your hot voice will turn you on too much. <laughs> we move on. Yo. We move on. We're your friends now, don't worry. Uh, probably in class. Exactly. Okay. So anyway, the goal on lab. This For this week, we have uh, the a bit of a... Well, another dilemma, of course, we all... But it's about uh, something. Wait, say, shut up! Shut up! Shut, shut up! Bitch! Shut up! Special deliveries. Yeah, thank you. Special deliveries <laughs> in NASCAR, uh, IndyCar, or any American sports, they are allowed to change delivery like every like if they want, they can change it every week. You know, I think it's even though it's sponsor wise very tough to change delivery on a on a weekly basis. You know. I think it would well, be actually, a very. I feel like personally, right? That could mean you can do a McLaren and actually sign like one race. Because some sponsors they won't, they don't want to be there for a full season. They want to be there for one race, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you know you can. And that's one to start with a lot of I think spawn where a lot of sponsors want to join, especially in the top teams. Yeah, of course. So like, yeah. But I think um, well, we personally, I. Want to see more variety in sport, and I think with changing, keeping deliveries somewhat changed in a way that you can still recognize the cars. 
would help with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not in the way NASCAR does, like, completely, tra- like, okay, the difference is NASCAR is, like, they're pretty much spec cars. Like, they're very small, uh, minor differences. And fun is a yeah, bit, yeah. um, but that has bigger changes. In terms of how the way, how the cars look uh, from the side and all that stuff, they have the helmets and the halos and the racing them so way well clear. I'd say well, even though in NASCAR they're clear as well, but you know. Yeah, exactly. I know. But I think, you know, I would want to see a bit more variety in uh, F1 when it comes to colors. Because I'm not gonna lie, I like the black Mercedes, but I somewhat miss the silver as well. It's a bit of. I think I'm one of the few ones who actually miss the silver sometimes. Yeah, I, I I honestly love the full black. Maybe what I would recommend as a Mercedes then just put um okay like at one season but like in a classic race for for example like Monaco Monza, go back to an older scheme, like yeah honestly, like make throwback weekends or something like uh, NASCAR did in Darlington it was I believe like a week uh, like a few races ago. They went for a throwback with amazing liveries you had there. You had uh, Dale Earnhardt, Scholar, Dale Earnhardt Sr. for that. Um, you know, I think going back to all their liveries, for example, Williams go back to a bit of a different scheme. McLaren already did it this weekend, but I would love to see him do it more occasionally. Maybe once go back to the uh, chrome red or silver black, you know. Uh, red Bull, change the mat to something else. Uh, I mean, something as Ferrari, you can't change that often without ruining... The whole car, because Ferrari is uh, should be red. That whole, the whole one thousand GP Ferrari was the most it's thing my eyes have ever seen. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it, but that's what a different where we have a different Probably. opinion, of course. But you know, yeah, because your opinion's weird. You're fucking Dutch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but all my all my Dutch homies, I was joking. I'm actually in love with all of you, except you, Matthew Stappen fans, and all stuff in my life all that. <laughs> you have two ball sacks, okay. Anyways, um, we go. Left Sorry. We move on. Uh, I think it would open up uh, more opportunities as well for fans to like let their creativity out. Like last year, Silverstone when Lando did the uh, helmet uh, contest, where you designed his helmet. I think that was an amazing uh, thing to do. And how was someone drew a pick on their helmet and decided it won? Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine someone right like memes the shit out of the house, like, draws like uh, like a Soviet Union flag, <laughs> a dong, everything, and it gets voted to the top. Yeah, then they're forced to. But I think uh, if you make like a like uh, teams can make like guidelines for a livery, like it has to involve these colors and. You know these st- these flags or numbers, colors, these sponsors. You know, but they can change the pattern or maybe a different type of color. Like you have like light blue and red and dark blue, of course. Like maybe I think the fans could make let the creativity out and you know uh, be more involved in the sport. I kind of want to be sponsored by a condom. Why? I, I want to be James Hunt. I want to be James. I don't think um you will you find much condom sponsors, but get it, I guess. Please direct hit me up like that. Last I'm, I'm like fourteen, but I'll still take your deal. Well, we're ending it here before we go too far. Um... <laughs> There's nothing gone too far if you don't care. <laughs>
thank you for listening once again. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're listening to this one, thank you for spending your time with this really quick little podcast. And we hope to see you next race during the Indy 500 special, actually. Yeah, we're going to do that. <clears throat> and uh, our podcast as well as coming.